0: world has been watching the World Cup, baseball fans are anxiously waiting to see who their team picks up in free agency, and the big game is just around the corner. Sport is so much more than just a game, and love of sport often starts as a kid, playing in Little Leagues. There you learn to be a team player, participate in physical activity, and, most importantly, have fun. Joe Canzanella of the Connecticut High School Coaches Association joins me a Voice this week to talk youth sports, coaching, and more. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Gateway Community College and Housatana Community College. The Municipal Voice, is the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities podcast in collaboration with WNHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the consensus views of CCM or member municipal leaders. Joe, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Okay, so we have you here as the executive director of the Connecticut High School Coaches Association. Um could you give us a little bit of a background about the association, what you do and how you came to be involved?
1: Well, uh the, the association goes back to uh 1952. Mm-hmm. Uh it uh, was established fully then. In 51 was a Group of coaches and athletic directors that got together to try to form this association. Um, it it had a little trouble getting off the ground. Uh, coaches and athletic directors' lives, even back then, were very busy. <laughs> and um, but uh, it was actually formed uh, in New Haven, over at okay. the uh, uh, a meeting at the uh, Ray Tompkins House uh, or Yale University. Mm-hmm. and it was a, a group of athletic directors and coaches that uh, put together uh, from all over the state
2: mm-hmm.
1: um uh, the, uh, the first executive director uh really officially was uh, uh from Bristol Connecticut okay. uh I am the third uh full-time uh executive director there was uh uh Tom monahan Mm-hmm was the executive director he was from bristol high school and then john fontana from uh southington high school mm-hmm. uh robert cicchini took over upon john's passing mm-hmm. in 2019 and uh in 2000 august of 2020 uh i i assumed the position through an interview process and so forth
0: yeah so uh Obviously John was was running it for a very long time and big 30 shoes. plus 30 plus years big, yes. big shoes to fill certainly but um yes. you're you're not new to coaching and and the theme by any means um can you tell us a little bit about how you got into coaching and and kind of your your journey through uh sports coaching well um I
1: you know I, I'm from the Haven originally, League mm-hmm. from from Hillhouse High School and uh I I I don't know I guess I was a impressed by by coaches uh my uncle uh mm-hmm. my f- mother my mother's brother was a PE teacher and a coach in Meriden Connecticut mm-hmm. and uh he was probably the first influence I have remember remember being the ball boy at at his uh, football games when he was the head coach uh, in Meriden mm-hmm. and uh from there um I, I don't know I don't know I think it's my mother's influence uh that really got to me uh, mm-hmm. my father uh, my father wanted to be a wanted me to be a pharmacist after I had my struggles with chemistry i realized that pharmacy was not my going to be my thing uh, but um, i i got to be very close with the uh, coaches in high school
2: from mm-hmm.
1: all the sports i participated in and and uh, going you know i remember being being approached by a neighborhood a neighbor guy that was a policeman uh-huh. and he said "Joe, you would be a great policeman in here in new haven you know the city and i was 18 years old i went now i'm going to coach i'm going to be a coach and um, I, I'm, you know, there were times when I thought about, you know, if I had gone that route, yeah. but, um, you know what, I, I, I have had, a, I've had a great run. Uh, mm-hmm. it's taken me coaching and, and high school athletics have, have taken me down some really great roads, um, coaching and, uh, officiating. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I have no, I have no regrets at this point.
0: Now that you are, uh, the executive director of the Connecticut high school coaches association, Let's talk a little bit about high school coaching in Connecticut. What is the state of public school coaching in Connecticut? Do we have enough coaches? Is there a lack of coaches and refs? How, how are we doing?
1: Okay, to answer your first piece, enough, no. Okay, and um, there were there weren't enough prior to the pandemic. Okay, and and uh, we had there's a process in the state which is uh, through state legislation. Mm-hmm. That coaches uh, from the intramural levels of public schools uh, need to acquire a uh, acquire a, a a state permit, a five year mm-hmm. renewable permit. Okay. Um uh, being on the on I would consider the ground floor of that because when I was in New Haven as the district wide athletic director,
2: mm-hmm. we
1: didn't have enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We didn't have enough people from our city. We didn't have enough people that were lay people as non-teachers
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and, and to, to clarify something, if you happen to be a certified teacher in the state of Connecticut, mm-hmm. the ability to get a, uh, become a five year, get a five year certificate mm-hmm. uh, is easier. Okay. If if it's, if you're a lay person, someone who doesn't hold a teaching permit, teaching mm-hmm. uh, certification, Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's you have to take. uh, You're required by state law to take a 45 hour course. Uh, in addition to the medical pieces, Mm -hmm. which is CPR, first aid, AED, and Mm -hmm. concussion training. Now that all that information can be found on the Connecticut Coaches Education Program website. Okay. Uh, And uh, a friend of mine, Fred Balsamo, was the administrator there. But that that program. Is affiliated with the CIEC, mm-hmm. the Athletic Directors Group, and the Coaches Group, which is the three groups that are triumphant triumphant of of uh, administering and sponsoring that
0: program. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you so? How do you think you get more people um, motivated into it? Um, you know, do you need to make the program easier? Is it about educating people about it? How do you, How do you uh, get I think over the lack of coaches?
1: Let me say this, Matt, the uh, people want to become coaches.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm not sure they understand the scope of coaching. Uh, the scope of coaching is it, it, you mu- You have to be a teacher and, and mm-hmm. that's what the program is all about. And I'm, I'm saying a teacher in, in a school teaching a, a subject matter. I'm mm-hmm. talking you have to be a teacher of the sport
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and you have to be able to teach all aspects of the sport including the mental and the physical and the social aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I always make the analogy, which um, everybody wants to be an an assistant football coach, Mm -hmm. but they don't know what they want to show up on game day. Yeah. They don't know what happens during the week Mm -hmm. and probably uh, assistant football coach for head coaches, finding qualified assistant coaches um, mm-hmm. for football is the hardest thing to do because again they don't understand what goes into being an assistant coach
2: yeah
1: uh at that level and uh the the there Derek the classes there are a lot of there are many many people getting certified
2: mm-hmm.
1: coach some of them after to get certification find a job they don't realize the interaction they have with the uh, uh, others other people than than the students mm-hmm. i.e. parents community yeah. members uh which which uh, sometimes can be difficult at time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and um you know the the head coach can run interference the athletic director can run the defer- interference
2: mm-hmm. but
1: ultimately parents uh and, and others in the community can cause coaches to say you know what this is definitely not worth my time
2: yeah
1: because i'm not making any money and and generally, coaches do not get in in the business of making money uh, mm-hmm. seasonally. It's, it's it's just not possible. Yeah. They can find a part time job, and there's plenty of part time jobs out there that mm-hmm. pay a lot more than coaching. Yeah, and time you put in, and the time and the money you spend back on your kids. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, that's most coaches that I'm aware of spend a lot more money on their kids than themselves.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like I mean part of it is realizing that it's not just. Being good at the sport or loving the sport, you also got to be willing to be a counselor to these kids. You, you're somewhat of a public figure dealing with parents. You got you got to be ready for all that kind of stuff. Um, you did mention that the classes that they're taking. Um, what actually goes into the Connecticut Coaching Education Program? Well,
1: it's it again on on that on that web on, on the website, and of mm-hmm. course, I, I was part of the development of some of the uh, hourly pieces, and and mm-hmm. they're taught in hourly segments. Okay. um and they can be taken on there's a few, very few hours that are in person
2: mm-hmm.
1: Most of it is online okay. Um, uh, uh, Fred balsamo, who is the administrator of that program and, and program director has gone to great great pain and uh, uh, cooperation mm-hmm. with with all the all his instructors instructors to put everything online. So mm-hmm. it's now easier to do it th- than any time else. Uh, okay. th- that one time people used to come to a central location mm-hmm. and take it and they would drive in from all over the state. And I okay. mean, from all over the state. So they'd come to a central location, be it in Cheshire at the CIC, a building mm-hmm. or, um, a high school in, in Eastern Connecticut or a high school in Northern Connecticut or a high school mm-hmm. in Western Connecticut. And, um, we, they tried to do it regional locations, but the online piece has made it easier than ever um, mm-hmm. to, to obtain this, this certification, um, which is done through this. Uh, when completed, you fill out a, 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 a form,
2: mm-hmm. which is
1: located online at Connecticut um, Board of Education, and mm-hmm. and you submit it, and they go through it, and uh, eventually it's approved, provided all the I's are dotted and T's mm-hmm. are crossed. But there's a record of all that, in, all that with the central location, with the coaches, with the coaches education program,
0: excellent. And you said you can do it online. Uh, do you happen to know what the website is that they should go to?
1: Yes, it's uh, Connecticut Coaches Education Program, and I can get that uh, pretty easily for you uh, before okay. the end of the show. You'll
0: send it to me, and I'll pop it up here in post.
1: Yes, uh, it's very easily accessed. Mm-hmm. There's a full time secretary that addresses all questions via email and mm-hmm. phone call, uh, and she she's the uh, she can answer all the questions as far as registering and time of classes and mm-hmm. uh, what's required.
0: You are listening to The Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM. Well, I think one of the things that we always think of with coaches is, is motivation and motivating athletes. Uh, how do you, as, as coaches, get more motivation and understanding from young athletes.
1: Well, um, when I was the athletic director in New Haven for four high schools, uh, my, my, my point to the coaches, especially young coaches,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. motivation is, is is something that comes internally. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and, And if you have to, the body performance is indicated and directed by the mind. Mm-hmm. So if you can uh, influence a, a, an athlete to uh, do what it what it takes to to uh, excel in their sport, and, and not mm-hmm. not every student athlete has the ability to become an elite athlete,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they do have the ability to work at it if they mm-hmm. want it, and and motivation is is something that they, comes from comes from in inside. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's something that uh, coaches, especially young, inexperienced athletes um, need to lead in a particular manner uh, to uh, address the students need. I mean, the first thing I when I when I coached, the first thing I asked my, the girls and I had I coached girls tennis. Mm-hmm. I said, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And and they would. One on one. Why are you here? Well, I want I want to learn how to play tennis. I want to learn. I want I want to learn how to play tennis and, and be with my friends. I can't mm-hmm. be with my friends. I need it for my college resume.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's that's all right too. Uh, I, but uh, there are various reasons why kids play sports or in drama mm-hmm. or or debate the club. It, it, there's they have their reasons, and I think mm-hmm. the coaches. Uh, Our teachers should know and understand them. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you, you do mention that you know not everyone's gonna gonna be a star. In fact, you know, most people aren't. You know, how do you handle expectations when you know Aaron Judge makes forty million a year, but less than one percent of one percent of people are ever going to be in the you know major league baseball?
1: Let Let me say this. My experience has been that the expectations mostly come from their parents. Okay. <laughs> um, mo- most most uh, most student athletes. Uh, I I believe, play sports because, first, they want to be with their friends. Mm -hmm. Two, they want to have fun. I know with girls, that's the number one thing. They want to have fun. Mm -hmm. They want to be with their friends, have fun. Um, And uh, boys might take it up a little bit more with the intensity because what you see on TV, sometimes boys want to replicate. Yep. You see more and more women competing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But it, it, I, I feel there's a different difference between boys and girls competing,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and and, and uh, but the expectations doesn't make make a difference whether you have a son or a daughter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Parents have expectations,
2: uh, mm-hmm. and those
1: mm-hmm. are the ones uh, those things you have to keep in check. Yeah, um, meeting as a coach, meeting with parents, developing a relationship with parents, mm-hmm. under, having them understand where you're coming from and what yeah. they can expect from you and then what they can expect from their child, mm-hmm. uh, as far as, uh, bringing home information, exchanging ideas, asking them how their day was, mm-hmm. how, how, how much fun was not that did you want to lose? How much yeah. fun was today?
0: Yeah.
1: Did you learn anything today? And, um, some parents get it. Um, some parents do not.
0: Yeah. Now you mentioned, you know, uh, kids mostly want to do something with their friends and have fun. Do you ever feel like sports uh, in, you know, 2022 are competition with video games because, you know, they're, they're they're competing and so it is they're having fun and, you know, there's there's leagues now, there's professionals at this. Does, does it ever feel like you're competing with with the Xbox?
1: Funny you mentioned that because today there's a competition at Quinnipiac College, the, mm-hmm. Wednesday, I'm sorry, but I think it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a competition at uh, of e games, esports
2: mm-hmm.
1: at Quinpiac from around the state, of which mm-hmm. I'm going to be attending at some point. Okay, uh, and uh, I, I want to see it myself. I have not experienced it. Okay. I had uh, I have two sons that are adults now. That um, you know, from from being a dad, I I asked not to have the video games until they were much older, which they. they if they did, they'd had them on these little games that I didn't see, yeah. but uh, it, they can be highly competitive. And our our student athletes, our potential student athletes, not playing physical sports in lieu of playing electronic sports, yeah, perhaps. Um, and and numbers in certain sports are dropping. I I I no- noticed this year it appears that girls basketball season is... In certain communities, girls' basketball mm-hmm. numbers seem to be down, mm-hmm. uh, but that'll that'll go from year to year, and it depending on community, community where where that is. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I think that those students that feel the urge to, to compete on mm-hmm. a larger scale, mm-hmm. uh, listen, listen, there, you you cannot be, you cannot have an idle mind and not. Comp- and and compete in e sports. Mm-hmm. You have to be fairly sharp, from, yeah. my, from what I can see. I don't know. The, believe me, Matt. I don't know the intricacies of
0: e sports, but I'm going to find out tomorrow. I can yeah. tell you that. I mean, do you, I? I don't think currently are there any like coaches uh, in the schools for this. Education? Oh yes. Oh yes, are they, So are... are they members of of your organization? No,
1: but, but, but that's why I'm that's why I'm okay. attending. So tomorrow. so
0: like in the future that might be a thing. There might be well, e-coaches in the organization.
1: Yes, a matter of fact, Matt, we just added the robotics uh, to our to oh, our. That's cool. Our, yes, we we were approached by a representative from the Connecticut Robotics Group mm-hmm. uh, that that is that uh, emanates out of high schools. And have coaches and mentors and, and a number a number of those teams have specialized coaches that yeah. that come from outside the high school, um, engineers mm-hmm. that okay. work with the, the teachers that are the mentors of the program, which create the the, the robotics the robot that actually competes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, we've added them. Uh they're they're going through the process of putting together a committee, which will be representative representative to our group. The uh-huh. Connect Coach Association. Within our group, every sport has a acting, co- a working committee. Uh-huh. Girl football has a working committee. Girls basketball has a working committee. Uh-huh. Girls softball, now robotics will have a working uh-huh. committee. Out of that working committee, they will select through their own criteria who may be recognized as coach of the year, uh-huh. assistant coach of the year, robotics team of the year, uh-huh. um, uh, robotics organizer of the year and they're all state what they may consider they're all state performers Mm -hmm. which within the robotics world could be various little groups within a robotics Mm -hmm. team Mm -hmm. so i mean from talking to uh john nitsky who is the former athletic director at shelton high school Mm -hmm. he reached out and he he told me he informed me that within each robotics team Mm -hmm. there are smaller teams the okay. design team, the operation team, the advertising team, the procurement
2: team—it's
1: mm-hmm. a lot, of, lot more than I was expecting. Yeah. quite frankly, and excited to have them. By the way, okay. so I see a parallel with the esports also. Yeah.
0: Now, is robotics the first non-athletics kind of division you, you you've? Been? No. Well,
1: it's it's the first what I would call not considered athletics, but we have cheerleading, the spirit. Mm-hmm. That is considered not considered a, a CIC sponsored sport, but it's called an activity.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh. but it is a, a physical thing because I know it, is, know it
1: is a physical thing. Well, some of the other things
0: it. would have someone that would be called coach. You know, your Model yeah. UN, your some your debate team would have a coach. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, we don't.
1: We don't. At this point, we have we
0: don't have. Uh, robotics is the
1: first what I would call non physical activity. As we consider physical activity. Now, believe me, I think if I was operating one of those robots and uh, trying to get an angle on the other robot or trying to win something, I'd break into a sweat. I'll tell you the truth. But, I mean, uh, I I think as far as a non-physical activity, robotics is the first one. The first one. And esports could be the second and -hmm. the door is open. I mean, we're looking to add, we add girls ice hockey, which is a physical activity, but is not, not considered a CIC sport. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're looking to go onward to fencing and crew and and of those non-CIC sponsored sports.
0: Very cool. We talked about how to entice kids, but kind of one of the flip sides as part of coaching is discipline. How do you handle discipline issues as coaches?
1: One of the most important things as a coach, a coach can do is create a culture of which there are expectations. You Coaches' ex- expectations have to be modeled by student leaders. Mm-hmm. If student leaders understand your expectations as a coach and what is best for the team to, to progress through the season, well, mm-hmm. let me back up to start the season, because if you try to implement these expectations mid, mid, mid-river, so to speak, mm-hmm. it doesn't work out well. And there has to be a buy-in. Often you hear coaches uh, on the college level, be it uh, Gino Auriemma, who, who talks about um, really performance mm-hmm. expectations and, and uh, really the process uh, Nick Saban at Alabama talks about the process, the mm-hmm. process is their expectations as it trickles down to, to their leaders within the team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When students hold each other to those expectations, mm-hmm. it's, it's much more rewarding and, 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 and they reach those expectations. More than the coach. Yeah. Now keep in mind, student athletes never want to let down their coach, mm-hmm. but they don't want to let down their peers more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that that's even when it comes down to it, is even a bigger pressure and influence on them is, is yes. their peers. Yes, so using that that teamship as a support and also just to keep people in check and on some yes. levels. Yeah. Oh, I, I have a question from uh, my show writer here. He wants to know: Yankees or Red Sox?
1: oh wow well it's a clear cut it's the yankees and and the only reason why i i say it so quickly because as as a young man growing up in, in new haven my next door neighbor was a a red sock guy and
2: uh
1: <laughs> we played endless hours of wiffle ball and uh en- endless hours of wiffle ball i don't think i can throw a ball today because of that uh i didn't throw well then either but wiffle ball and and we were I was the Yankees and he was the Red Sox and that's just the way it was and uh, it, it, I, I don't he was a much better athlete than I, so he probably more, <laughs> won most of the games but it, it's it, to this day it's the it's the Yankees there's no doubt I'm sorry what, uh, and your producer is who oh, is, he'll he'll be happy
0: with that answer he'll be happy okay with that that's that's hey, we want to keep you Brian happy. and research will not be happy but that's <laughs> theirs him right.
1: Um, yeah, but I do like Big Poppy. Big Poppy's my my <laughs> guy. He's he's a, he's a good guy.
0: Looking at the future of sports in Connecticut, um, I'll talk about a couple of issues here. Um, you mentioned that some sports have seen declining uh, numbers in some years, and I know you've been a football coach. Um, talking about football, how do you handle issues like CTE, uh, head injury stuff, with with sports? Well,
1: the uh, sports medicine section of the CIEC. Uh, works with a group of doctors Mm -hmm. that monitor and have tracked the number of hours, and now we have a limitation on the number of contact hours, and I'm talking about full contact hours Mm -hmm. uh, within a week. Um, The CTE uh, is an issue on, on, uh, certainly on the professional and the high-skilled high-speed with Mm -hmm. big bodies. And I'm talking about uh, the college and, and the and the uh, professional level.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not one to discount or poo-poo. It can can happen on the high school level. Mm-hmm. I mean the bodies are are appropriate for the size and and the speed of, the, and the level they're playing at. Mm-hmm. Um, helmets have uh, have been a uh, an issue, uh, mm-hmm. I, and I don't think there's a helmet made to this day that can stop a concussion. Yeah. Uh, they can. I've seen many of the new helmets that they they have coming down the pike uh, mm. that have various levels of, of, of man-made material, be it Kevlar and mm. different designs and shapes. They go from round to be an oval to having a little deflector in the front. You can see it on the professional level if you see some of the helmets. It looks like a little cutout in the front mm. of the helmet. That is That is sort of like a shock absorber. Okay. To absorb the to absorb it and 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 spread it over the helmet
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: uh but um the the ongoing um uh, testing and development uh happens at, i know there's a, a testing lab at the university of tennessee mm-hmm. does a, that does a lot of work regarding uh impact the our, our doctors here
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the state uh that are affiliated with the CIEC and uh and, and monitor are excellent they're uh they have been, and and they and they're sports doctors, so they understand uh-huh. the impact uh, of what happens, be it football, be it hockey, be it soccer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the heading aspect of, of soccer when, yeah. when an athlete, student athlete, goes up to head the ball, there is impact to the ball to the head, be it the side, the front, the back, uh, and and maybe even head to head. So they understand that they do they do meet. Regularly to assess injuries and the numbers of them, Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: uh, and and work towards keeping uh, student athletes safe throughout our state. Uh, I know I know they're very very active regarding that, and I'm comfortable with it as the executive director. We've met with them, and I'm I'm good with their knowledge and the way they Mm -hmm. do things.
0: Excellent. Um, So obviously, parents consider things like safety when they're getting their kids into to sports. Uh, Another thing that you know, as a consideration for some parents is costs. Um, you know, the, the price of equipment for some sports can be high and difficult for kids to get into. Um, what, what do you think we can do that to maybe help, you know, with the cost for some parents or, you know, how do, how do we handle things like that?
1: Well, let's start with some, in some schools, there is a, a, a cost to join a team. It is mm-hmm. called uh, a participation cost, um, and some schools have uh, defrayed some of their their budgetary woes onto the parents. So there's mm-hmm. a, there may be a cost to play uh, for a, one student to play uh, a sport uh, during one season of maybe fifty to a mm-hmm. hundred dollars. Um, and then if there's two from the same family, it may go down to seventy five dollars each.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Every school that I know of has a scholarship program built mm-hmm. into that. So if a parent can't afford uh, that they can confidentially uh, apply or speak to some administrator within a mm-hmm. building and they'll they'll do it it doesn't have to be broadcast and, mm-hmm. and and to a point of embarrassment because kids do get embarrassed with that type of thing yeah, cool. so they 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 can uh apply and speak to administrators be it the athletic director and assistant principal or principal uh that can help them out mm-hmm. now regarding cost of equipment, there are there are uh, GoFundMe pieces that happen. Mm-hmm. There are a number there are a number of of used equipment sites mm-hmm. that I will gladly donate. Uh, I'm thinking particularly of hockey. Yeah. Hockey is, a, is 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 probably the most expensive sport that's out there. I'm not sure there's uh, mm-hmm. as far as football is concerned. Helmets, shoulder pads, all the equipment needed. Most mm-hmm. schools will supply, mm-hmm. uh, maybe with the exception of footwear. Yeah. Um, i mean hockey is probably the most expensive starting with the footwear mm-hmm. uh, the the skates are expensive um again most people that participate in this state mm-hmm. uh have the socioeconomic resources to get that they mm-hmm. have those the equipment they need goaltenders pads masks uh, are expensive
2: yeah. but
1: if a if a kid um, and let me say, let me check that. Not a, a student athlete is interested in uh, participating in 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 a sport, and they can't afford the equipment.
2: Mm-hmm. All
1: they do is have to do is reach out to that coach, to that athletic director, and I'm sure there'll be help resources in the community to uh, to assist them finding yeah. that without going to the point of embarrassment. We want yeah. we want to make sure we have that.
0: Now, it, does your organization get involved at all with issues like funding of sports like at the state level do you do you weigh in on the politics and that sort of stuff or do you steer clear of that sort of thing? Well, our well, our, our our
1: association is a membership driven organization. Mm-hmm. We don't get involved with the politics as far as budget control and things mm-hmm. of that. Uh we do participate uh through the state legislation. We monitor what goes on there
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: just to Uh, make sure it doesn't negatively impact high school athletics and student athletes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and as far as uh, reaching out to the, to the budgetary in the budgetary process on the state level, Mm -hmm. we're there to, to support. And we, I've submitted testimony Mm -hmm. both live in person and written testimony to support any initiative uh, that is positive for student athletes and coaches.
0: And kind of one last kind of fun note, you know, we talked about some sports have kind of seen declining numbers over the years, but some have been on the rise. And one of those is cricket has been slowly creeping into Connecticut. Um, what do you think about c- cricket in Connecticut? Do you see it growing over the coming years?
1: I have, I have Matt, i be honest with you. I have not heard of cricket. Um, I'm not sure it'll displace baseball mm-hmm. because I, I believe baseball has its origins in cricket somewhere yeah. down the line uh but uh, listen if it, if kids want to play it mm-hmm. and schools want to sponsor it i'm there i think the organization will be there uh we we you know we we had uh numerous people reach out for girls ice hockey mm-hmm. who who would have thought that high, cr- girls high school hockey would would come along 30 years ago well mm-hmm. you know what it, there are i believe I believe there's over 30 schools involved with that now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and so uh, they're not all on one team, but they're one from here, one from there, and they make one team. It's called co-oping,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it, it's been working. So you know, cricket, and cricket might be an uh, influence. Might be the influx of, of families from from yes, uh, it's very the, popular uh, like Caribbean, the Caribbean and- from, yeah,
0: from the Caribbean, from Europe. Uh, uh, India, so, I know, plays yeah, cricket. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, British if, if
1: I don't know a school that will refuse to sponsor anywhere from an intramural club program
0: mm-hmm.
1: to a varsity program if they have the interest.
0: If interested in playing. Yeah. A, a sport I mean, frisbee.
1: I mean, the uh, fr- frisbee, uh, com- competitive frisbee, mm-hmm. is ver- alive and well in many schools.
0: That's right. Ultimate frisbee. Yes. Very much doing? so. Thanks so much for speaking to us today. We really appreciate it.
1: I'll be honest. You're mad at this has been a great, uh, great time for me. I, I've enjoyed it very much. So thank you.
0: We'd like to thank our guest Joe Canzanella of the Connecticut High School Coaches Association. We'd like to thank our sponsors Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. Learn more at gatewayct.edu and housatonic.edu. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH, 103.5 FM. Kevin Maloney is our executive producer. Christopher Gilson is our producer. Harry Draws is on the boards. And I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like. And watch out for our CCM chat series on our YouTube page.
1: America was founded on the principle of representative government, but communities of color are marginalized in this process. If you're interested in running for office or serving on a local board or commission, the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities and the Campaign School at Yale are hosting Representation Matters, a free remote two-day training session with informative workshops and panels of experts. To give you the tools to make this a reality, visit ccmcares.com for info on how to register.